Greg and Linda Goldstein and the Meisner Agency present Moments of Inspiration, a multi-denominational collaboration for words of peace, guidance, and faith during these challenging times. Moments of Inspiration, brought to you by Greg and Linda Goldstein and the Meisner Agency. Insurance from a trusted friend. Visit MeisnerAgency.com. Moments of Inspiration on Thunder 102 and 104.5. This is the Reverend Diana Southwick Scheida, Vicar of the Delaware Catskill Episcopal Ministry. The Reverend Canon David Lee Carlson, Canon Missioner of the Delaware Catskill Episcopal Ministry, and I welcome you to Moments of Inspiration, brought to you by Greg and Linda Goldstein of the Meisner Agency. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given to us, your servants, grace by the confession of a true faith to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity and in the power of your divine majesty to worship the unity. Keep us steadfast in this faith and worship and bring us at last to see you in your one and eternal glory, O Father, who with the Son and the Holy Spirit live and reign, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless, void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome, from the waters that were above the dome, and it was so. God called the dome sky, and there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. 
Then God said, Let the earth put forth vegetation, plants, yielding seed, and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants, yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind with which the waters swarm, and every winged bird of every kind and God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things, and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind, and the cattle of every kind, and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food, and to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps upon the earth, everything that has the breath of life, 
I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude, and on the seventh day God finished the work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. The word of the Lord. A reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now, the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
The sermon that you are about to hear was prepared for last Sunday, May the 31st, the day of Pentecost, but was mistakenly omitted in the production of the broadcast. So although today is Trinity Sunday, here is a sermon for the day of Pentecost, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Come down, O love divine, and seek thou this soul of mine. In the name of our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the day of Pentecost. It is the day that we've just heard in the readings uh, when the Holy Spirit came amongst the disciples who were gathered together in one place, who were still afraid of being arrested by the temple authorities, who were timid, and the Holy Spirit empowered them to go forth without fear and preach the gospel. It is a custom of the church, sometimes, that we read the lessons for the day in other languages. I will never forget, uh, I think it's about seven years ago, when without announcing it to anyone, I read the gospel in Spanish, and the look of surprise on people's faces was priceless. <laughs> And we do this, uh, not to be cute, but we do it to remind everyone that the day of Pentecost is when people from every nation under heaven heard the disciples proclaim the good news in their own native language. You may remember the Tower of Babel in the book of Genesis, the story of humankind's pride in trying to reach the heavens on their own power and God's response or punishment, left the entire world tongue-tied, if you will. And ever since then, understanding and cooperation have been hard to come by. Our world is still tongue-tied. What can be misunderstood will be misunderstood. But Babel, the parable of our first clash of cultures and failure to communicate is more than a mythic explanation of the differences among nations and languages. It is an apt description of the human condition itself. We often do not understand one another or, or even understand when we speak the same language. We all remain stymied by our fundamental inability to accept the differences among us in how we live and in what we believe. But is it really God who scattered us in that Babel story? Is it God who made us aliens in our own land and sometimes in our own minds? Is it really the Lord who has confused our speech and turned us deaf to each other? Or is Babel perhaps the allegory of how humanity forgot the grammar of grace and the vocabulary of God? At Babel, the people in their pride built a tower to reach God in the heavens, and the Lord scattered them. As one scholar has pointed out, God is always more willing to come down and join us here on earth than we are able to reach the heavens by our own enterprise. At Pentecost, the Spirit of God came down upon the disciples, resting on each of them and bringing them 
and us as we celebrate this feast together once again. The disciples received a crash course in language, the language of God. It is fair to say that after Pentecost, the days of Babel were over. However, the great differences among us in communication and dialogue, culture and background, wealth and poverty, they continue. Unless we listen to the rush of a violent wind, which seeks to scatter those divisions and bring us together. In the Acts of the Apostles, we read that the differences were burned away by tongues of fire. Well, that's what's supposed to happen at Pentecost. So how come we still fail to understand each other? Why doesn't everyone speak the same language or at least understand the world in the same way? Is the promise of Pentecost hollow and without meaning? I think these are good questions, and I'm sure you ask them. What happened at Pentecost is important to who we are as followers of Jesus Christ, but the reality of Pentecost is universal. The disciples addressed not just believers, but the peoples of the whole known world, and they spoke in a multitude of languages, and what they said made sense. What they spoke was no doubt the language of peace, as they had learned it from our Lord himself, as we hear in today's gospel, peace be with you, he said to the disciples. These are words that can be understood by everyone. Perhaps the greatest marvel of Pentecost is that the peoples gathered at Jerusalem heard the disciples at all amid the din of the city and the bustle of their own lives. But hear them they did, each of them comprehending the message of the gospel, not only in Hebrew and Greek, the common languages of that time and place, but in the language of the human heart. Now, as then, all nations and peoples yearned to hear words of forgiveness and peace. But we do not live in a world that likes to listen, do we? Too often we hear what we want to hear and simply call it the voice of God. So if our lives and our world are more full of babble than Bible, perhaps it is because we're not taking the time to listen. We've not learned the language of the Spirit. All language about God is only an approximation to the reality of God, for human language cannot fully comprehend the divine mystery. No one owns the truth. No one owns God. But the more we listen, the closer we come to God, and the closer we come, the more there is to hear and understand of God's deeds of power and great love for us. And then just when we think we may finally have this God business all figured out, well, God surprises us yet again and challenges us to delve deeper, to love those 
we cannot possibly love and to forgive the unforgivable. Paul tells us in our reading today from his first letter to the Corinthians, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. The Spirit, though one, is never bottled or canned. It is a work it in each of us, always fresh and always new, waiting to be translated into the language of our own lives. It is only to the extent that we make an effort to accept the other, no matter how different or foreign they may seem, that we come to understand the language of God. Only then is Babel turned to true Pentecost. As the Spirit used the discourse of the disciples on Pentecost to reshape and redirect the lives of those who listened to their worlds and founded the church, frankly, today is known commonly as the birthday of the church. So perhaps the Spirit on this Pentecost will reshape and mold us if we but listen. After all, God speaks to us in the one abiding word, Jesus Christ. And that word ends fear and brings lasting peace. The Spirit empowers us as we continue to face the reality of the COVID-19 pandemic. We see people like the disciples, perhaps hiding out, rightly so, in, in self-isolation to protect themselves, like the disciples hid in the upper room. But we also see people, even from their places of isolation, doing remarkable things, making masks that are so necessary and are going to be even more necessary as we move into the next phase of our common life as we seek to regain some sense of normalcy. We see amongst nurses and doctors and hospital workers, just to name a few, uh, true heroism. My niece is an ER nurse and she's been working tirelessly and many more hours than she is assigned to help those suffering from COVID-19. She inspires me because I see in her the Holy Spirit. Yes, it is her job, but the Holy Spirit is motivating and, and giving her strength. That same Spirit is alive in each of us. May each of us then Claim the variety of gifts that have been given to us for the common good, not just in the time of crisis, but in each day of our lives, knowing that it is God's own love that comforts us, that empowers us, and gives us everlasting hope. With the Spirit's gifts, empower us, O Lord, 
for the work of ministry. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us pray. I ask for your prayers for God's people throughout the world, for all leaders of faith communities, for all ministers and all people, for those who minister to our physical and spiritual needs. Pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, for peace in our country, and for the well-being of all people. Pray for those who are alone and afraid. Pray for those who feel helpless and angry. Pray for those who act out in violence and fear. Pray for neighbors and loved ones, both near and far. Pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of our world. Pray for our President Donald. Pray for our Governor Andrew. Pray for the justices of the Supreme Court. Pray for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those who have COVID-19 and all who suffer from any pain or illness. Pray for those who suffer from addiction. Pray for healthcare workers and their families. Pray for service workers and volunteers who sustain our lives. Pray for our brown and black brothers and sisters and for the fear and oppression they live with every day of their lives. Pray for those in any need or trouble. I ask your prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of God. Help us, Lord, to learn the language of your Holy Spirit, the language of love. Let your Holy Spirit come to all people that we may know, love, and serve you. Pray that we may hear the divine love who calls to each of us. I ask your prayers for the departed. Pray for those who are dying from violence and famine. Pray for those who have died from COVID-19 and those who have died in this time in which it is so hard to grieve and honor those whom we love. Pray for the families of those whom have died. Surround them, O Lord, with your love, that they may not be overwhelmed by their loss, but have confidence in your goodness and strength to meet the days to come. Pray for those who have died. I ask your prayers for the unemployed, the poor, those who are hungry, and those with plenty. Pray for students and teachers, mothers and fathers. Pray for those in the military, the police, the first responder. Pray for janitors and trash collectors, chefs and cooks, and all who serve the common good. I ask for your thanksgivings, for the gift of your Holy Spirit and the hope of new life. Give thanks for the beauty of the earth and for all of the bounties that nature provides us. Give thanks for the sewers of masks, for neighbors who watch out for each other, 
Give thanks for those who have opened their hearts and their purses to those in need. Give thanks for all the blessings in our lives, both great and small. O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. And now, if you know these words, please join me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days through our Lord Jesus Christ to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. From Pentecost Sunday through the first Sunday in September, the Episcopal Church's presiding bishop, Michael Curry, and his Lutheran counterpart, the presiding bishop, Elizabeth Eaton, welcome congregations and individuals to regularly pray a prayer for the power of the Spirit among the people of God. This prayer, crafted by a team of Lutheran and Episcopal prayer leaders in light of the COVID pandemic, is meant to unite us in common prayer and revive us for common mission wherever and however we may be gathered. This movement for ecumenical prayer is especially significant as we approach the 20-year anniversary of the call to common mission, the Lutheran Episcopal Agreement to share full communion for the sake of God's greater purpose in the world. The Concord was signed on January 6, 2001. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. God of all power and love, we give thanks for your unfailing presence 
and the hope you provide in times of uncertainty and loss. Send your Holy Spirit to enkindle us in your holy fire. Revive us to live as Christ's body in the world, a people who pray, worship, learn, break bread, share life, heal neighbors, bear good news, seek justice, rest and grow in the Spirit. Wherever and however we gather, unite us in common prayer and send us in a common mission that we and the whole creation might be restored and renewed through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now a prayer attributed to St. Francis. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen.
God, the Holy Trinity, make you strong in faith and love, defend you on every side, and guide you in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. We would like to thank Greg and Linda Goldstein, faith-filled members of St. Andrew's Episcopal Church in South Fallsburg and the Meisner Agency for this moment of inspiration. If you are in need of prayers or help or food, please reach out to the Delaware Catskill Episcopal Ministry. Find us on our Facebook page. The DCM is a collaboration of four churches, Grace Church in Port Jervis, St. Andrew's in South Fallsburg, St. John's in Monticello, and St. James in Calicoon. Our food pantries are open and working for you. If you are in need of food, you can call Grace Church in Port Jervis at 845-856-3026. Or you can call St. Andrew's at 845-436-7539. St. John's Monticello is delivering food on Tuesdays and Saturdays if you are in need of food please call the home and office of Rev. Diana Southwick-Shida at 845-887-3201. We are here to serve you. We'd like to give thanks to our partner in moments of inspiration from the Restoration Church, Pastor Seth. He can be reached at rechurch.tv. That's rechurch.tv. Please reach out if you need help. God bless you all. May the Holy Spirit be with us all. Thank you for listening to Moments of Inspiration, brought to you by Greg and Linda Goldstein and the Meisner Agency. Insurance from a trusted friend. Visit MeisnerAgency.com. You can listen again by clicking on the podcast button at Thunder102.com and on the free Radio Bold app. Join us next Sunday at 8 for moments of inspiration on Thunder 102 and 104.5.